Your hosts are here, Sammy and Michelle. By the end of this podcast, you'll know them well. Adulting, navigating the journey of life. Careers to relationships, pain and strife. Put down the rule book. Rethink the status quo. If there's another direction you want to go, find purpose, passion and mastery in all that you do with Status Post Adulting. Hey Status Post Adulting fam, this is Sammy and Michelle and you're listening to the 45th episode of Status Post Adulting where we are talking about savings rates. But first, let me check in with my co-host, Michelle. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm good, Sammy. Very stuffed. We just had Thanksgiving here in the United States, and we had a ton of really, really great food. We got to spend time with our family, with our parents, and it was overall just a really nice holiday. Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays, and I'm super grateful every year to be able to spend a little bit of time with my family and enjoy some good food. Yes, Michelle, the food was super delicious. And I'm super grateful that we did not have a ton of desserts at our Thanksgiving. Sure, the food's maybe not the healthiest, but we didn't have pumpkin pie and the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows and all those things. We cut out desserts this year, and I am super grateful for it. I am also super grateful because we have had an increase in the number of listeners. So thank you to all our listeners from day one. And thank you to all new listeners and welcome to Status Post Adulting. Feel free to listen to the podcast in whatever order you would like. But if you would like to know what the podcast is about, I would check out episode one, What is Status Post Adulting? Where we discuss how we came upon this idea to make this podcast in the first place. I totally agree with that, Sammy. We are so excited to have so many great listeners, both new and old, who are listening to this podcast, who engage with our content every week. We are so lucky that we've made it to 45 episodes and have had such a wonderful, supportive community. That gave Sammy and I the idea that at the end of the year, we would love to recap some of the things that a lot of you have already shared with us. We'd love if you could reach out to us text, email, direct message on Instagram, and let us know if there was something that you took action on or something that inspired you in any of our podcasts. We'd love to hear more about it, and we will share them for our end of the year episode. Exactly, Michelle. If you guys have made any changes, be sure to let us know. Moving forward to our topic this week, savings rate. I think it's a great one after Black Friday, after Cyber Monday. I know these weekends I end up in this weird decision fatigue and scrolling through a bunch of deals thinking, should I buy stuff? Should I not? And with our move coming up, we've been thinking a lot about what furniture we need and different things we need for our new apartment. Definitely got myself into a bit of a consumption-minded space. And so Sammy and I thought talking about savings rate this week would be perfect because it's the end of the year. It's a great time to look over your finances and start to think about, hey, what's my savings rate and how can I improve on it? That's so true, Michelle. There is nothing like remembering your savings rate to help you get back on track with spending. So to be super general, savings rate is how much money you save compared to your general compensation. And there's actually multiple ways to calculate your savings rate. 
and we'll discuss an article about that later in the podcast. But from a super general sense, savings rate is pretty much how much you save and keep compared to how much you get paid. Absolutely, Sammy. Knowing your savings rate is so important because first, as they say, if you can measure it, you can improve it. So just by knowing your savings rate, you can take a look and see if there are ways that you can increase that percentage and continue to build more wealth and work your way towards financial freedom. Additionally, Michelle, savings rate is important because it also gives you a sense of security. Even if you are not able to save a large percent of your income, that small percentage that you can save does help you feel a little bit more secure if something bad does happen. My personal favorite reason that I love savings rate as a measurement is because it is so highly correlated with financial independence. A lot of times we think, oh, your income level, how much you make is super important in financial independence. And of course, it plays a role. But the truth is, there is nothing more important than your savings rate. Without a doubt, Sammy. Your savings rate also prevents you from lifestyle inflating as you increase your income. If you are able to increase your income over time, ideally, you'll also be able to increase the percentage of your money that will save because your base utilities and basic reoccurring expenses would stay the same. You bring up a good point there, Michelle, that it's really easy for people to lifestyle inflate and then essentially decrease their savings rate as their income gets higher. Mr. Money Mustache has a very popular article called The Shockingly Simple Math, and he talks about savings rate in relationship to years to retirement. Or if you're not thinking of retirement, you could say years to financial independence. In this article, he talks about how for example, if you have a savings rate of 50%, then you have 17 working years until retirement. On the other hand, if you have a savings rate of 5%, you have 66 years until you retire. So it's really interesting because this savings rate to working years until retirement chart says nothing about income. It doesn't really discuss whether you're making 20000 or 100000 or $200,000 a year. Because at the end of the day, what matters is how much percentage of your income you save. For example, if you make $300,000 a year, but you spend 100% of that, or your savings rate is 0%, you're never going to retire. You're never going to be financially independent because you are accumulating zero wealth. On the other hand, if for some reason you are able to live for free and you spend 0% of your income, you can retire right now. That is the ideal situation, Sammy. No expenses, thus you don't need any money. <laughs> I think what it helps you to see, though, is the relationship between the amount of money that you're able to save and live off of directly correlates to how quickly you can retire whether that's in 10 years, 15 years, or the traditional 50 working years. That's exactly right, Michelle. And my favorite part about savings rate is that your savings rate has a double effect on your time till financial independence. There's a lot of debate out there. Oh, is increasing your income more important or is increasing your savings rate more important? The answer, Sammy, is yes. <laughs> There's no right answer, but if I had to choose a right answer, 
it would be savings rate. Because savings rate has a double effect. Not only do higher savings rate mean higher amounts of wealth being accumulated, but you are also decreasing the amount that you spend regularly, which decreases the amount of money that you require to live. If you don't require a ton of money to live, you can retire earlier. Absolutely, Sammy. Because there are two ways to increase your saving rate, one to save more money and also decrease your expenses and decrease the random things you're buying that you don't need, you're actually able to make changes now for the long term that mean that when you do retire, you actually don't need as much money because you're spending less money as well. Exactly, Michelle. And the great thing about savings rate is it points to true wealth rather than the stereotypical things that people attribute to wealthy people. For example, I was watching this TikTok where they go up to people who are driving fancy cars and then they're like, what kind of job do you do? And personally, as someone who understands savings rate, I was like, what does this have to do with anything? Like, this person spent a lot of money on a car. That's all we know about them. They may have a high income, but they might spend all that income. It doesn't tell us anything about their wealth status. It's true, Sammy. If you're not saving a good portion of your income, it doesn't matter how much money you make. Because if you're increasing your spend as your income increases, you're not building wealth. You're just building the things that you own. And the worst part is, is a lot of people don't pay off some of those things. So they're actually just increasing their debt as well. That's so true, Michelle. And when you increase your debt, you're increasing your consumption and you're decreasing your savings rate. So now I know a lot of you are probably wondering, okay, we get it. Savings rate is really important and it's a really important indicator of when you'll be financially independent. So let me add them. Let me calculate that savings rate ASAP. And I was just like you. I was so eager to calculate my savings rate. I remember I went to a financial independence meetup here in the Bay Area and I was asking people, how do you calculate your savings rate? Because I realized there could be a lot of nuance in that question. For example, you might put money into your 401k. Do you count that money? Do you count that money exactly the same way as you would count a dollar that was invested post-tax? Because that 401k pre-tax dollar will eventually be taxed. So it's actually not worth the same as the post-tax dollar. And on and on. You've lost me. And there were a lot of people at the meetup who were like, oh no, you just take your savings and you put it over your total compensation. But there was somebody who introduced me to my most favorite financial independence article of all time. And it is an article by Big Earn with Early Retirement Now called You Want to Know Our Savings Rate? Question mark? Which one? And he goes into extreme detail about multiple different types of equations you can use to calculate your savings rate and how to get to those different numbers and what they really mean. Don't get me wrong, I wanted to do this entire podcast talking about each of the different savings rates equations, but Michelle pointed out that podcasts are not the best platform for discussing equations and variables. So we'll link to the article so that you can look at it yourself and you can decide which equation you want to use or whether you want to test out what your savings rate would be with all four equations, which is what I did. Sammy's right. I did tell her that we are not going to spend the majority of this podcast walking through equations. I do want to make this accessible to you no matter where you are. 
If you want to take how much money you brought in this year and look at how much of that you saved and use that as your savings rate, go for it. I think as you start to work through these numbers and as you start to look at more of your investments, you'll start to see all of the nuances that Sammy's referring to. And that's when having the article really helps because hopefully you do get to a point where you're like, ooh, okay, awesome. I made this much money. But wait, I have to think about how much money I made after taxes. And I also have to think about how much of that money I put into my 401k or my IRA or whatever pre-tax vehicle you might have. And that's when you can take it to the next level. But having a general idea of your savings rate is also helpful because the goal at the end of the day is to help you increase your savings percentage. Exactly, Michelle. And we'll link to the article so that you can just go through the equations yourself and see which one works best for you. But I'll go through some principles that he considers. For example, your mortgage payment would be part of your savings rate because that is something that's helping you build an asset. On the other hand, your mortgage interest is not part of your savings rate. Another thing that might be tempting to include is unrealized capital gains. So if your investments increase, you might be like, oh, let me add that to my income for the year, even though you didn't sell off those stocks and you actually didn't take that as compensation. The problem with that is the amount of money that was produced on your investments actually reflects how much you've saved over time. So it's not really correct in helping you determine your savings rate. The point of the savings rate is to determine how was your diligence in saving this current year. Another big thing is taxes. Some people just completely exclude taxes, which can be fine, but it can give you a really high savings rate, which doesn't include the fact that you did have to pay taxes. I think including taxes is nice because then you also make it a part of your strategy to reduce your tax burden. Big Earn even has an equation that considers my first question of post-tax savings versus pre-tax savings, where he estimates the amount of taxes that you'll pay when you remove your pre-tax savings investment and incorporates that into the equation. That's a pretty nuanced equation that you may not have to do. The point is, whatever equation you choose to use, you know what are the limitations of that equation, and you compare the same equations every year. And when someone rattles off their savings rate, you consider that you don't know all the details of what went into that equation unless you ask them and go through it with them. That's a great point, Sammy. If you ever hear about someone talking about their savings rate, it's helpful to keep in mind that they probably have a lot of different things that they're considering that might not look the same as your own portfolio. The way they calculate it might not be the same as the way that you calculate it. And they may have other things that they need to factor in. So we're takeaways today. A big one is we encourage you to calculate your savings rate. If you're listening to this when the episode comes out, we're almost to the end of 2021. And this is a great time to look back at your income for the year, your spending for the year, and how much money you've put away to save. Not to have any judgment, but to start tracking that information so that you can see if there's any improvements or changes you want to make for next year. Yes, Michelle. Definitely calculate your savings rate for the year. Another reason calculating your savings rate for the year is a good exercise is you know what information you need for the next year. For example, you may be like, well, next year I want to definitely track my spending a little bit more anally so that I can have a more accurate number of how much my consumption was. Or for me, a big one was for my post-tax investments. I oftentimes just take whatever is left over in my checking account and just push that into my post-tax investments. 
But when I try to go back and see how much did I actually put into those investments in the year, it's actually kind of hard to tell. So going through the exercise of calculating your savings rate, it makes you better at recording your information in the upcoming year so that next year you'll have an even more accurate savings rate. And what I found is the savings rate actually ends up getting more and more accurate each year. And as a final takeaway, the biggest reason we encourage you to think about your savings rate is to start building your wealth by decreasing your spending and saving your wealth as you increase your income over time. The goal, of course, is to build wealth and hopefully get yourself to a point where you have enough financial freedom where you can either retire, you can work a job that you love, or however you want to spend your time, you can do so on your own terms. Exactly, Michelle. And if you're just starting out and right now your bills are very high compared to your income, my minimum recommendation is at least trying to save 10%. But keep in mind, if you go back to Mr. Money Mustache's shockingly simple math chart, 10% means you're going to be 51 working years away from retirement. What I loved about the FIRE community is they had these very high savings rate. So whenever you calculate your savings rate, think about making it even higher for the next year. Let's say this year you calculate your savings rate and it's 40%, which means you're 22 working years away from retirement. Maybe set a goal for 55% the next year, which would mean you'd be 14.5 years away from retirement. I think it's super fun to take a look at that chart when you're calculating your savings rate and get an idea of what this number really means. For this week's content corner, we're going to stick with the Mr. Money Mustache article and the Early Retirement Now article that we'll link to in the show notes. We definitely recommend you check both of those out and see savings rate graphed next to working years to retirement and also check out all the different savings rate equations with Early Retirement Now. I totally agree, Sammy. I was definitely new to some of the nuances of savings rates. I think it's great to get a high level idea and it's also really interesting to start to read these articles and start to wrap your head around all the different things that you can think about when it comes to thinking about your savings rate. Exactly, Michelle. And listeners, if you feel comfortable sharing or you do the equation, please DM us on Instagram or if you post about your savings rate, tag us. Or if you just want to let us know privately, you can email us at statuspostadulting at gmail.com. We love to hear this kind of information. Definitely, Sammy. And as a reminder, if there's any changes you made this year after listening to Status Post Adulting or any episodes, topics, etc. that you found really interesting, please reach out to us, DM us on Instagram at Status Post Adulting, email us statuspostadulting at gmail.com, contact us in whatever way is easiest for you. We'd love to hear it and we'd love to share it in our end of the year episode. And most importantly... Be sure to join us next time as we put down the rule book and rethink the status quo.